in 2012, Dollar Shave Club risked it all. Started by Michael Dubin, he bought a huge inventory of leftover razors and he wanted to sell them online as a subscription. Sounds kind of stupid. It wasn't even actually a business. It's just that he ran into an opportunity to buy a bunch of razors. People thought he was ridiculous. They thought this is surely going to fail. And lo and behold, now, $1 billion later, people are scratching their heads saying, why didn't I risk it? And that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Slayer Garth Heckman. David Alliance, thanks for checking us out today. Hey, I don't know if you saw the uh, college championship football game last night. It was a good one, man. Michigan wins the title. They smoked Washington, and I said that from the beginning. The defense is going to outplay the offense, and that's exactly what happened. At the end, I loved hearing Jim Harbaugh give God credit. Talk about listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Thought it was great. Now, look. A lot of people, you can doubt his integrity. I don't know the man. But just as Jesus said, hey, if he's for us, then let him go. You know, if, if they're not speaking against us, they're for us. And Jim definitely spoke out for Jesus last night. So congratulations, Coach. Way to go. Hey, we're in the middle of how to make 2024 a better launch or a better life. We're talking about honesty, how to delete systems, risk, and keeping Jesus number one. And so we're almost done. We're going to kick off today talking about risk, how to risk. You know, the greatest pastors, evangelists, soul winners, you name it, they all practiced risk. They all took chances on trusting the Word of God. And when things didn't turn out the way that they'd hoped, well, they just kept trusting and kept risking. You might call it faith, true, but we still need to take that step of faith, which is where risk comes in. What is faith? Well, it's spelled R-I-S-K. And why risk? Well, one of the best reasons is you find your tribe. Look, if you start to take more risks in your life, especially in your spiritual walk, you will quickly find a whole new group of people you want to hang with, that you're connected to, and that have your calling. I don't know if you've ever been around someone and you've just been bored by them. Like, you're just like, this person's boring. They seem like they want to live safe, stale, and you realize uh, that's not for me. When someone takes risks and I hear about it, I know that's a person, that's the person I want to do life with. I want to spend my time and my life with people who take risks and I find them by myself taking risks. You know, you find out, hey, they prayed for someone to be healed out in public. They shared the gospel. They sacrificed money or sacrificed time or they risked starting a ministry or a business. Now I want to do life with that person. They understand what makes for a beautiful life, and that's risk, and I want to I do it with them. Secondly, risk is the greatest and fastest door to growth in any area, but especially in your spiritual walk. When Christ says, take up your cross daily, it's not just seen as a sacrifice, but also a call to risk. To be like Christ, to take up your cross, to live a life of risk, that's what it is. We, we take up our cross not just because it's a a metaphor of how hard life is or how, how much we need to you know put our flesh in place. It's a metaphor of risk. Look, we learn from mistakes. Mistakes come from risk. When we choose his will over ours, we must take risk. Our will likes comfort, ease, and the dependable. And for far too long, too many Christians have been following that example, and we have produced weak, initiated, 
followers of Christ. And risk is simply choosing not to. It's living on the edge. I like what Kurt Vonnegut Jr. said. He says, I want to stay so close to the edge as I can without going over it, because out on the edge, you see all kinds of things you can't see from the center. Boy, isn't that the truth? The more you live a life of risk, the more you see the things that other people can't. Life is about experiences, memories, stories. And another reason to risk is because this gives you a mountain of great experiences, memories, and stories. I can't tell you how many times I was faced with risk. I was going to go do something, and I would tell myself, wow, I don't know. But either way, I'm going to do it because it's going to be a great story. I was with our youth group, I don't know, probably 30 years ago. We were up in Minnesota by Jay Cook State Park. There's a bridge there that was about 90 feet off the water, actually rapids to be accurate. And there were some young guys, not from our group, who were jumping off this bridge. Now, a lot of the guys were just watching. There were a few jumping. And I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And I went up there. I climbed up over the ledge to jump. And this young kid who was about 20 looked at me and said, you're not hesitating for a second. I looked at him and said, no, because the sooner I jump, the sooner I have a story to tell. Risk gives you insight, gives you flavor to you life. It gives you stories to tell. It makes life meaningful. Man, experiences. Not only that, when you take those types of risk and you tell those types of stories, like I said before, you attract other risk takers. And finally, remember, Jesus rewarded the risk takers, not the rule keepers. Now, he didn't have a lot of time or a lot of place or a lot of, a lot of patience for rule keepers. Rule keepers don't learn much anything. Uh, you know, they, they're kind of stuck in their little circle. They don't have stories to tell. They'll never grow up uh, and grow abundantly in their walk of faith. They just want to keep rules. Jesus didn't reward the, the rule takers he, or the rule keepers. He rewarded the risk takers. As they say, a calm sea does not produce a skilled sailor. As many times I've said, as men, choose your trauma, because trauma is the only thing that will change you. So risk it and choose a trauma. Say, in two months, I'm going to stand in front of my workers at the job, and I'm going to preach a short message. In, in two Sundays, I'm going to go up front, and I'm going to lay hands on people and pray for them to be healed. In, in two days, I'm going to quote my favorite scripture verse to someone on the bus. Whatever it is, choose risk, choose a trauma, grow. Look, here's the best advice I can give you, okay? When we talk about risk or faith or having guts or chutzpah or whatever you want to call it, it's simply a muscle that needs to be exercised in order for it to build and become greater and greater at taking risks, at stepping out in faith. So you start with smaller risks. You build that muscle and go from there. You don't start out on the bench press with 500 pounds. And you also don't start out by trying to raise the dead. But at least that's a start. At least you're beginning to practice risk. Because risk is the best way to launch in 2024. Trying something new, crazy, audacious, and risky. Garth Ekman, David Alliance, keep slaying giants.